You're listening to the A1 Algarve Real Estate Podcast, giving you insight and advice about every aspect of the sales and purchase of property in the Algarve. Did you always think about buying a second home or an investment to let in the Algarve, but you put it off because you're not feeling informed enough? Follow us and listen to real estate agents, lawyers, accountants, FX and investment specialists, builders, architects, interior designers, and many more for informed decisions around property in the Algarve. And here's your host, Agnieszka Kianka. Welcome back to the A1 Algarve Cut. Today, we will try to answer all the questions you may have about what taxes to pay when you buy Portuguese property, whether you buy, you hold, or you sell it. And uh, we are having today a really exciting guest who is specialized in this topic. Um, that is uh, Andrea Viegas, a, a solicitor and owner of a law firm in Quinta Shopping in the central Algarve. So basically what it is about, um, the difference between buying a house and Portugal being a resident or not depends on the purpose of the house. If you buy a house to live in Portugal, you're buying a permanent home and are a resident. But if you do not live in Portugal and you buy property there, it will count as a second home. This affects the property taxes you'll have to pay. After all, buying a property is one of the most important moments in most people's lives. Not only because it's a long-term financial decision, but also because it always raises some doubts about the expenses and taxes you have to pay. So, here we are. Um, Dr. Andrea Viegas, lawyer and owner of a law firm in Quinta Shopping in the central Algarve. Welcome, Andrea. Hello. Uh, thank you for coming on. Would you like to introduce first your um, yourself and your law firm? Yes. Well, I'm from the Algarve, born and raised. I uh, studied in Lisbon and after my practicing period, I returned to the Algarve. And in 2003, I opened my practice where we provide a very boutique type um, of advice to our foreign clients. Um, the expertise of the, the office is conveyancing, tax advice and estate planning. We also do commercial for our foreign investors that decide to start businesses here. Um, and any areas that we do not have in-house expertise, we liaise with top professionals we work with closely to ensure our clients are well protected. Okay, that is great. Um, that means uh, if uh, somebody wants to appoint you as the lawyer, um, it's just a question of uh, um, getting in touch with you. And if they would like to have uh, your contact details, they can get in touch with us and we can pass it on or look her up on Google, Andrea Viegas. Um, we are speaking about taxes today. So um, we would like to um, speak about the three typical situations. One is when you um, purchase a property as a foreigner or as a resident. Uh, the second is the ownership. And the third one is the sale as a foreigner or a resident. Um, so let's start with the purchase. Um, when, um, when you purchase a property in Portugal, uh, what kind of taxes are to be paid? 
Okay, so when you buy a property in this country, you face two taxes, stamp duty and transfer tax, which we call IMT. So stamp duty is a flat rate, 0.8%. If there is a loan, on the value of the loan, the rate is 0.6%. And then we have the, the transfer tax, which stands for, in Portuguese, IMT, Immovable Property Transfer Tax. And that one um, has many rates that apply. Uh, it depends on the type of property and the value of the purchase. Um, so if it is a commercial property, if it is a land, if it is a plot or a house, if the house is bought as main residency or has a second home, rates vary. So there's an average rate of 6%. So if uh, the listeners want to make a calculation, they can use an average of 6%. They can also uh, find um, a chart published by the Portuguese tax authorities with all these different rates and different values. Often the rate then has an amount that is deducted. So although they're meant to be simplified charts, they may need some assistance on mm -hmm, calculating mm -hmm. the tax. Okay. Well, um, when you buy a property in Portugal, there are different ways to, to purchase it. Or, be, be, uh, well, let's put it that way. It's different ownerships you have. Mm -hmm. You have the ownership, the private one. You have the ownership in offshore, whitelisted, blacklisted. And you have the ownership of different companies. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be a Portuguese company. It can be a uh, non Portuguese company. Uh, what if you buy the shares of a Portuguese company, for instance? So, the when you buy the shares in a Portuguese company, depending on how that purchase is structured, mm -hmm. there may be an exemption. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, it's important to know, first of all, the relevance of the movable property, of the property yeah. in the company, if the company has any other activity other than the ownership of a property. Mm -hmm. It is important to establish the percentage of shares that each person is acquiring and if the transaction all takes place in one tax year or in two tax years. So if an investor or a buyer is acquiring a Portuguese company that owns a property, the advice is not black or white. We need to consider it. It can be structured in a way that there is no stamp duty or IMT due. Yes. Okay. And what about if um, you have um, if you're buying an offshore company? So, in Portugal, there is no stamp duty nor IMT on the purchase of shares of foreign companies, whether they are European companies uh, or, or English companies mm -hmm. or offshore companies uh, domiciled in what what is still Malta known as Delaware, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. or even Guernsey or Jersey, uh, uh, jurisdictions that are in our blacklist, mm -hmm. there is no uh, IMT being taxed on the purchase of those companies. Mm -hmm. So you are saving purchase costs when mm -hmm. you acquire them. Okay. So um, if a, our listeners want to um, make themselves a um, an, get an idea how much they will have to pay, uh, obviously they will never get the exact 
um, amount like the lawyer or the the accountant would um, uh, find out for them. But if they want to double check the rate, uh, how would they do that? So they can obviously ask their advisors, but they can look online for the simplified chart mm -hmm. that is published annually. Um, I can say that, for example, on commercial property, which would be property located in tourist developments, for example, it's uh, the IMT is 6.5, so you pay 0.8 stamp duty plus the 6.5. Mm -hmm. If the property is above a million, you pay 0.8 stamp duty and 7.5 transfer tax. If the property has a value of circa 600,000, you pay the 0.8 stamp duty plus the 6%. Then if, um, you know, below those amounts, if it is a main residency, the rate varies and there will be an amount to be deducted. So they can check the chart online um, and they may be able to, to do it by themselves. Yes. Okay, that is very uh, interesting. Thank you so much. So we've got these two taxes uh, sorted. It's the stamp duty tax and it's the IMT when you buy a property. So what we are going to talk about now are the taxes to pay after you've bought the house. Uh, this would be then the IMI, the Municipal Property Tax, uh, in Portuguese, Imposto Municipal Sobre Imóveis. Um, and uh, what does EMI stand for exactly? So, uh, IMI stands, as you said, for Municipality Immovable Assets Tax. So, literally, this is the translation. Um, it is the only tax you have to pay once you've bought a property in Portugal. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the equivalent to the council rates in most countries. And it is um, annually, the rate is determined by each municipality. Uh, currently, it varies between 0 0.3 and 0.45%. Um, how much would it be? How much would this be in in Quinta do Lago, for instance? So the the relevance here is that this value is paid not on a commercial value of a property, not on the market value of the property, but on the tax value of the property. Okay, mm -hmm. and the tax value is still significantly different uh, to the market value. Mm -hmm. So although it's a, a formula available for the whole country. Mm -hmm. It's available online. So when actually when we're thinking of uh, extending a property or building a property, we can anticipate how much that tax is going to be. Very, very close to the, the value it will be um, valued for officially. Um, but in the Algarve, there are these uh, niche areas of property like Quinta do Lago, Val do mm -hmm. Vila Mora, where this national formula although uh, it does have a variable based on location of the property and these niche areas qualify at the highest rate, for the highest rate, still the market value and the property tax value has a huge gap. Mm -hmm. So we expected it to be about 80%. It's probably even less than 50% of the market price for certain types of property. So let's say a house in Quinta do Lago that may have a market value of 
5 million, we'll have a tax value probably of 1 million, mm -hmm. 1.7. And it's on that value that the 0.3% will apply. So mm -hmm. in Lole Council, the rate is currently 0.3%. Mm -hmm. um, and it is calculated based on that tax value of mm -hmm. the property. It's very important to clarify that we have also the AIMI. AIMI is the additional uh, council rates and it is taxed only, um, well, it's always taxed when the property is held by a company, mm -hmm. whether it's a Portuguese company or a foreign company, uh, AIMI is always taxed at a 0.4% rate, mm -hmm. regardless of the value of the property. Okay, so properties held by companies pay 0.7%, the 0.3 IMI and the 0.4 AIMI. Right. Properties owned by individuals pay IMI, but if the taxpayer holds in his uh, patrimony, uh, assets with a tax value above 600,000, he will also have to pay AIMI. Okay, mm -hmm. so let's say a property that has a tax value of 1.1, husband and wife own it, only IMI is paid. Mm -hmm. uh, if the property is worth 1.3 million, um, then the husband will pay. IMI up to 600,000, the wife will pay the same. And then above the 600,000, there will be additional IMI paid at a 0.7% rate. Mm -hmm. So what are the payment deadlines and how do foreigners make the payments? So um, that's very interesting because the IMI is paid the year after it relates to Okay, so it's important the year the properties are bought that this situation is protected. Um, so 2021 will be due in 2022 and there'll be three installments, one in May, one in August and one in November. We can anticipate the payments. So I have clients that don't want to be worried about the three installments so from March on, we can ask for one invoice that will cover the whole year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there is this possibility. Oh, that's quite new, isn't it? Yeah, that's it is very impressive. practical. Yes, mm -hmm. um, and then the payments can be made by cash in the tax office, by uh, bank transfer. You can pay on the ATM, and now recently the services do have available the direct debit option, which clients quite like. That is brilliant. That's good news that we have that finally. We've been uh, for a long time uh, not able to, to pay uh, from abroad, wasn't I know, it? I know. And um, if you delay your payments, what happens then? Well, if you delay your payments, interest will accrue. And the interest charged by the tax office is quite significant. It's approximately 4.7%, mm -hmm. which is significant. So it's important uh, that you know that you should receive the notification from the tax office. It will go to your email. It will go to your tax representative just to ensure you make the payment on time. If you don't, and the tax authorities are really, really... Um, 
on top of this, very quickly there's a seizure of the property. Cool. And it goes straight into the title. Mm -hmm. So even if when you make the payment, you then have to cancel the charge in the title mm -hmm. of the property, which will have a cost of around 250 euros. So mm. it's always a good idea to keep this tax up to date. Okay. There have been situations where for lack of payment of IMI, properties are actually put for sale by the tax office. So it's not um, a tax that you can uh, ignore. Mm -hmm. You really have to pay attention. That's why anticipating the payments to one payment a year does take the pressure um, of everyone. That's very good advice. Thank you, Andrea. This is um, actually something that our listeners should know. Um, I have also one more thing. If somebody is buying a property, um, then they have still to pay uh, the um, the EME from the IMI from uh, the year before. How is it technically uh, being resolved at the final deeds so that that's, nobody that's quite pays interesting. twice? <laughs> yes, that's quite interesting. So what the law states is whoever owns the property on the 31st of December of that tax year is the person that is liable for the IMI. Now, the practice is that between colleagues, we establish contractually that the payment is made pro rata. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. each person is liable, the vendor is liable for the IMI until the conveyancing deed is signed and the purchaser is liable from then on. And we do this chart before we complete where we take into account the proportionals of, um, you know, TV, electricity, insurance, security, all the services, utilities yeah. of the property, mm -hmm. and the IMI is one of them. So when we complete the purchase, that matter is resolved between mm -hmm. the parties, mm -hmm. and there, you know, I've never had Brilliant. any difficulty. Mm -hmm. That was very interesting. Okay, um, so let's move now to the taxes due uh, when selling your property, the, the capital gains tax, right? Um, could you explain what it exactly is and uh, how um, the CGT value is calculated, please? Okay, so the gain uh, exists when uh, you bought the property for a certain value, you sell the property for more, and the difference between the two is your gain. And it's on the gain that the CGT Portuguese rate will apply. Now... To calculate the value of your investment, we need to take into account not just the purchase price, the stamp duty, the transfer tax, the notary fees and the registration costs you had when you bought the property, but also costs such as the agent commission on the sale of the property, the costs you've had with the energy certificate and any costs you've had within the last 12 years with the refer a refurbishment or upkeeping of the property mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that are structural to the property. Mm -hmm. Painting, replacing a floor, building a swimming pool. So once you have all those costs and you know your sale price, the difference between the two is your gain. Mm -hmm. Now, for a non-resident, the rate that applies to Portuguese capital gain tax on the sale of a property is 28%. If the vendor is a foreign company, European or uh, not, the rate is 25%. If the individual is resident in Portugal, 
The rate is calculated based on the value of the gain. It can go up to a maximum of 52% and it will be calculated only on 50% of the gain. Mm -hmm. So more or less, yeah. it will equal the 28%. Uh -huh. All right. Um, and um, does the uh, capital gains value vary uh, depending on the purpose of the property? Um, so we have, for residents, we have the possibility of an exemption if the property being sold is their primary residence. So mm -hmm. this bit of advice does not apply to foreign residents, mm -hmm. okay? This only applies to primary home. Mm -hmm. So it's important that before selling, primary home is registered in this address. There are timings that need to be taken into account. We can even use investments that are made prior to the sale mm -hmm. or investments that are done after the sale. Mm -hmm. So there's a few um, boxes to be ticked, but there can be an exemption mm -hmm. uh, when selling the primary residency. Okay. And that could be partially as well or... It can be partial, so you might not want to reinvest the full amount of the sale. You might want to reinvest 10%, 15%, 50%, and whatever you don't reinvest will be taxed upon. And that would be also um, valid in other EU countries? Yes, you can roll over to other EU countries mm -hmm. um, as long, again, as you register your main residency in those countries. Obviously, now the UK doesn't qualify anymore. Exactly. Yeah, that's sad. Um, can our podcast listeners uh, calculate the CGT value themselves? They can. Um, it's one of those things where it's always advisable to speak to professionals. Um, an accountant would be a good option because mm -hmm. you will be the person filing the tax return. A lawyer can also assist. Um, but... They can do it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they've learned, uh, you know, on this podcast already that all the costs they can use. They need to check if all the invoices have all the details, their name, their taxpayer number, that they're less than 12 years old. Mm -hmm. They have their purchase costs. They add them all up, agent commission included, all those costs. And they have their base cost. They know the sale and they know the rate is 28%. Mm -hmm. So, of course, this will be submitted by professionals. So best to have the professional going yeah. through it yeah. but yes they can do the simulation so you could do a simulation to get a more or less value so you get an idea how much it's going to cost you but you always would want to have it um, double checked by a specialist correct well that's been a lot of information indeed um, is there anything else you would like to advise our listeners about uh, with regards to taxes in Portugal uh, well First of all, we didn't mention that, and it's important. There is an exemption for IMI that can go from three to five years on investments or renovations um, that are made. So properties that are uh, that qualify for rehabilitation, mm -hmm. there can be uh, an IMI exemption, and that can be interesting for someone. So they will not pay council rates mm -hmm. uh, between three to five years. And then... Our tax regime is actually very interesting at the moment. Um, we do not have wealth tax. Mm -hmm. um, we do not have luxury property tax. 
um, we do not have inheritance tax between spouses and parents and their children, nor gift tax for the same category of uh, relations. And we have a very interesting residency program called the NHR, non-habitual residency, um, which can be, you know, very advantageous mm -hmm. in terms of tax rates. I'm sure you'll address that in one of your future podcasts. We we are thinking of doing this. Yes, absolutely. It's already scheduled. Uh, but my question is: Is that something for the um, for the UK residents as well? I mean, they are now um, in the Brexit situation. So NHR is not. It's actually people get confused because we have two packages of legislation in Portugal and people uh, get confused about them. So one thing is the golden visa, the other thing is non-habitual residency. So one is about a visa, a mm -hmm. permit to be in a country. Mm -hmm. The other one is about a tax residency, mm -hmm. okay? So for EU citizens, they can have a tax residency mm -hmm. without the need to visit the visa world because mm -hmm. they're allowed to be in Portugal for as long as they want. So it's a very easy process. Mm -hmm. For UK uh, citizens now, like citizens from the US or um, China, wherever, to become a tax resident, they first need to hold a visa, mm -hmm. a permit to be in this country, for 183 days at least, which is the number of days you need to be here for the tax residency. So you will have to combine both for UK citizens. So it's not as easy as it used to be. That is um, awesome. And I think we will have this um, topic very, very soon in a detail. Uh, there is a lot to say about it. And I'm sure that there will be a lot of interested listeners out there um, well, Andrea, thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you. you so much for your professional expertise. Um, it's been a great pleasure having you here and um, I hope you will be back. Actually, mm -hmm. maybe even with um, the situation of the golden visa and the visas that are possible for our UK citizens, our um, my beloved clients who can't come right now in the moment. Mm -hmm. But um, we get over Brexit and the Algov will be ready for you to take you on. So stay tuned. Wow, that was a lot of information. Um, so we heard about the IMT, the STEM duty, IMI, the AIMI and capital gains tax. We want to share our knowledge with you and make your decision an informed one. So if you have specific questions, please submit them, sending us an email to info at a1-algarve.com or use the contact form on our website, www.a1-algarve.com. Um, we will be happy to include your questions in our podcast. And as our clients cannot come to us in a moment, we are trying to come to the clients. So... Stay tuned every second Tuesday and thank you for listening today. You've been listening to the A1 Algarve Real Estate Podcast. You'll now be one step closer to your second home in the Algarve. Reach out to us via email or comment on our website, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or LinkedIn. And check more information and our properties at www.a1-algarve.com.